feeling downright cutting, buddy, buddy. Wish I missed the past, buddy, buddy, but there's still buddy cast. No, don't be naughty, go meet everybody here on buddy cast. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. Welcome to all my buddies out there. It's another episode of BuddyCast, and I'm here with my new buddy and fellow Steeler fan, Kevin Bell. <laughs> How are you? Doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Snowed in, but we're doing okay. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know, Kevin is the creator of the Elton John Fan Magazine. Am I correct? Uh, yeah. First of all, I just want to mention, isn't that uh, that theme song, wasn't that on the Jewel Box set? Hmm. Huh. <laughs> I wish it was. I'm I wish. kidding. Yeah. I wish it was. Otherwise, uh, actually, people would have liked it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It will, it will be a B-side. Um, yeah. Actually, I didn't. I didn't start the magazine. Let's start off with that. It okay. actually started about twenty-five years ago uh, mm-hmm. by a uh, a terrific guy, Elton fan, by the name of Tom Stanton, mm. and uh, he uh, he created it. And actually, if you look, here's the the very first issue. Uh, of, let me move it over here. East yeah. End Lights, and it was only about it's more like a pamphlet. It was only eight pages long. But it started with uh, he started with an interview with Dee Murray, and uh, and and it was it's a pretty excellent interview, and and then uh, and he, he gained from there, you know. And uh, I d- I found out about it um, when I was at a Tower Records in um, in Toronto, actually, when we he still had record stores, and um, and I saw one on display. And I said, "Oh, this is this is kind of cool." And uh, I bought it, and I started subscribing, and I've been a loyal fan ever since. So, but I personally took it over uh, probably about ten years ago or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom had had uh, passed it over to uh, a friend of his named Mark Norris, who ran it for a few years, uh, and then and then he actually wanted to shut everything down at about the fiftieth issue, and. Um, and I contacted him and I said, you know, I'm, I've been a subscriber for years. Um, you know, I've been in, in marketing and publishing for, you know, several years. And would you mind if I took it over? And um, after uh, some, some back and forth and a little bit of screening to make sure I wasn't some sort of psycho, um, they, he said, yeah, okay. And I've been doing it ever since. So and it's, been, it's been a labor of love and, uh, and I've gotten to meet just a tremendous amount of, of uh, fans that are loyal uh, and that know a lot about Elton that I thought I you know, thought I knew about, but and of course I've developed some terrific relationships with with the band and, and a few other people. So um, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun, and we're going to hit our seventy fifth issue. Um, wow. And that will be coming next year, but I, I'll save that announcement till later. So, sounds good. So, for the fans who maybe aren't familiar with the magazine, can you tell us a little bit about it? Uh, primarily, it is—it's not your typical 
uh, what I would say, media press release type of uh, information. Um, it's more, we want to know more about the you know, kind of the reason behind the rhyme. The uh, We want to know what happens in the studio. We want to hear some anecdotes, some stories um, that really don't get to be told. Um, and the interviews are, are a little more in depth that way. Um, we're, and I'll, where we'll ask a question that, um, you know, the fans want to know, but, you know, it really wouldn't be a question that you'd hear at a typical press conference. So, you know, like, what's it like being Elton? You know, that, that type of stuff. Um, we want to more about, um, you know, delve into, you know, what's happening with the band, what's happening with, in the studio, what's happening on different projects and so on, not just an update. So. Yeah, like what's going on during your pandemic, like what's well, going yeah. on John yeah. Mayhaw during the pandemic, or what's yeah. uh, Davy Johnstone up to since he's no longer touring for right. a period of time. Right, <clears throat> and things like, um, like I've had Davy contact me um, to, he did a fundraiser for his kid's school in mm -hmm. LA a few years ago, and, um, you know, that's not going to get out there. You know, that's not going to, I mean, it's different now with the web and stuff like that. But um, but it's, you know, I flew out to L.A. and covered it and interviewed them and so on. So those types of things, I mean, those are the things that the, the fans should know about. Um, same thing with, I know that they're, they're doing something on the February 28th, I believe, as well. They're doing a fundraiser mm -hmm. as well. I know John's participating in Davy and so on. Um, I believe it's so, People got to know about that stuff, you know, and, and the yeah. fans, the real fans, I would say, is, is a good way to put it. The, the devoted fans really want to be involved in, in in that type of thing. So. Mm -hmm. So what about you mentioned like some articles? Can you give us a little bit of insight about what's coming up this next month? Like some... <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Maybe well, not the whole thing, but just like some hints towards some things, you know, <clears throat> some teasers. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm having my morning coffee. Um, well, in the next next uh, couple of issues, obviously we're going to talk about um, and the, the. I know I, I finished reading his book. We're going to do a review of that. We're going to redo uh, try and find out a little bit about the other projects that he's working on. Um, I know he did stuff for the Devil Wars Prada. Uh, is supposed to be coming up. So, um, also I want to talk about. I've seen the farewell tour now three or four times. Um, it is, if you're going to see any Elton John concert, this is a concert to go see. I mean, it's just from everything from the way the, the stage is set up to the selection of songs to, you know, the way it's, it's just, it's perfect. It is absolutely perfect. And I know, um, I know the guys and, and David Furnish and several other people had a hand in that. And it's just, it's just terrific. Um, but on our 75th issue, which will probably come out about a year from now, um, it will be, it'll be the last issue. It'll be sort of a greatest hits of all the articles that we've published over the years. Um, and there will be, I'm hoping to cap it all off with an Elton Expo in Toronto in March of next year. Um, he's coming to Toronto to play in March of next year. Um, I'm, I, uh, 
I've done expos in the past and it's always been when he's been in town. We've had, I've had them in Vegas and LA and so on. Um, so it's, it's going to all kind of come to one roundup massive party in, in whenever uh, sometime in March, I think it's around the 20th of March. I think he's playing Toronto. I'll have to look up that date, but, uh, we're planning to, um, have uh what would be the final Elton Expo in issue 75 which Cohen coincides with his 75th birthday and, you know so we're uh, we're starting plans to make that happen nice yeah so tell me about these expos what goes on during them oh man um well uh what it is it's it's a it's a gathering of what i would say Elton fanatics um not psychos but there have been some um, people that appreciate the artists, appreciate the music, appreciate uh, the band. Um, so there are usually guest speakers. Uh, Caleb Quay's been to them. Uh, the band has been to a, a couple. As a matter of fact, the last one that we had, which I think was, um, I'd have to look it up. I want to say 2008 or 2010, but um, was the very first time that maybe a little further than that, uh, that the entire band had ever shown up all at once at an expo. And it was, uh, and then uh, Davey's family performed uh, wow. some stuff and, and Guy Babylon's son performed some things and so on. So maybe it was 2016. Um, but it was, um, it was just, it was terrific. And the fans loved it. Um, but we have guest speakers in Q and A. We've had Matt Still. Um, uh, who else? Gus Dutton has showed up to the earlier ones. Obviously, can't now. Um, you know, it, it, it's just it's just a way to for the fans to uh, get some more background information and get to know uh, the guys and get to know the um, the people that were influential in Elton's life. Annette Murray's been been to a couple, and and I love Annette. I mean, she's she's fantastic, and um, and uh, you know we've main, maintained our friendship since then. So uh, it's it's but the first one I ever went to, I thought I was an Elton expert, and then they started talking about bootleg albums and all these different songs I'd never heard of, and I'm going, oh my gosh, I'm I'm out of my league here, and <laughs> I got a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, what's your favorite song? there was a guy there was a guy at the first expo it was in atlanta and at the time elton had bought a property in atlanta but mm -hmm. apparently he also had a guest house in in the suburbs and um one of the people at the expo um had moved from i want to say uh, i want to say alabama Mm -hmm. another southern state to atlanta because elton had moved there and um and that was a bit much but they started showing pictures of the of the guest house and this guy pipes up and says well you know they printed the address in the newspaper and people were going by and somebody stole the mailbox and someone did this and the layout is you know this 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 so somebody yells out and what color were the sheets and I just thought it was hilarious. But this guy started talking about a song called Sweetheart on Parade, which I had never heard. And mm. and apparently it was recorded by Judy Collins. It's an Elton Bernie composition. 
and you know soon soon after i found a copy uh, a bootleg copy of elton's version of it so you know it just it you learn so much from everybody else that that and i appreciate that because there are things that uh obviously i don't know that, that that's the kind of stuff that people want to know so mm -hmm. especially someone who writes in a magazine it's all about learning <laughs> all about, that's you know. true um i haven't uh, yeah i haven't always uh like I'll write reviews of um, uh, like, for example, that's when the Union album came out. Where are we? Here we are. Yeah. Um, and uh, I love the album. I loved it lyrically and, and musically, but the sound, in my opinion, was a bit uh, muffled. I guess it's going mm -hmm. it, that did not go over well with uh, with some of the Elton fans. But you know, it's it's my opinion and. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, but so sometimes I may, you know, ruffle some feathers, but yeah, yeah. everyone's allowed to their opinion. It's, it's, you know, yeah, it's an opinion, and, and people yeah. that agree or disagree, but you know, yeah, that's why they have fan sites, you know, that's, that's right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there are, there are some out there that are just, you know, a little over the top. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to revert back to a question from earlier. You sure. said the Yellow Brick Road tour is one yes. of your. Favorite my Yellow Brick Road Tower, the, the yes. store that's on hold right now, yeah. Yes. Tell me about that because I'll be honest, and this is going to be probably a shock. I've never been to an actual Elton concert. Mine is just yeah. watching it on YouTube or something. But <laughs> Elton is coming to Hershey yep. this, year, this year. And I'm okay. saving up the money because we all know it's not, it, we all know it costs you an arm and a leg just to yes. sit in the balcony or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't even want to get into that, but. But I may have an inside source. I may have an inside source that might help me. So okay, cross my cross my fingers, say my prayers. But tell us about the experience because I've got. If, if, if I think I know who it is, tell him I said hello. Anyway, we'll go do. ahead. We'll do. Tell us about this because I got some major plans for this as well. Okay. Well, um, I don't know if you've seen any any uh, photos of it, but um, right from the the get go, the screen is framed with all these different kind of memorabilia images of you know the lion king and um billy elliott and you know all these different things of, of mementos if you will that elton's done throughout his career um kind of these these uh 3d images that are carved into the frame and um so you look at that and you'll go, oh my God, there's when he worked on this project and there's when he did this and so on. Um, and then the um, the way that it's set up is a little different than, than what it's been done before. He's usually been kind of off to the side with the band here. Uh, on this tour, he's more forward towards the front of the stage, um, which is which is great. Um, and then the song selection, um, I mean, it's a greatest hit show, you know, they're, they're, um, I know the diehard fans, you're not going to hear, you know, Danny Bailey or, you, you know, you're not going to hear ticking or something like that. Um, so kind of expect that, but the selection that they chose, I think, uh, w was perfect. Everybody went home happy, you know, yeah. they, uh, the band is, um, very tight obviously they are every time I've seen it they are so enjoying themselves which is which is fantastic 
Elton's getting, he gets into it as well. At one point, the stage, the piano r rolls across the front of the stage and turns. And so he's now facing the audience, but from the other end, on the right side when you're facing the stage. Um, and then, uh, you know, and, he, and everybody loves it. I mean, it's just, it's just an exciting show. And, you know, I, I don't think, you know, there are some times where, you know, he'll, they'll, he'll play a song when people go, okay, I'm going for a break now that didn't happen that I could see in the shows that I've, that I've been to. And uh, it's just, it's just, it's coordinated really well. It's, you know, it's the, the videos in the background are, are flashbacks of different periods of his life. I mean, it just works. And uh, right. it's, it is a lot of fun to go. Even, even someone that I, last time I went, um, a friend of mine said, you know, I, I'd never seen him, but this was like the show to see, you know, it was just, it was perfect all, all the way around. Yo, I'm, I'm excited now. Wow. <laughs> well, it's, uh, <clears throat> you know, it depends on a, where you're sitting. Um, yeah. but you know what the, um, um, the screen makes up for it and, and, uh, you know, they, they just, uh, they film it perfectly. So, you know, it, it is, it's without a flaw, you know, one of the, top five shows I've been to for Elton anyway. Yeah. That is awesome. Now you've mentioned you've met with some of the people on like you've talked with Davey. You uh -huh. you know your profile picture is you and Bernie. Tell us about some of those experiences. <clears throat> I met Bernie a couple of times. Um, a few years ago he was doing a um, a tour for his artwork. Um, and uh, he, they had one of the one of the uh, galleries here in Toronto <clears throat> excuse me, they, um, they were promoting it. So I remember I got on the guest list and, uh, and he was there and there was probably about 30 or 40 people. It's a pretty small gallery. Um, and, uh, and, you know, he was sitting there talking to some people and I just went up and introduced myself and Kevin Bell, East End Lights Magazine. And, and I remember the first thing he said was, oh, love your publication. And I said, oh, thanks. Um, he goes, yeah, do, you're doing a great job. I said, oh, thank you. And, and, um, and then, uh, you know, he, we talked about his artwork and so on. Um, but, you know, again, I didn't want to monopolize his time, right? I didn't want to sit there and say, well, you know, being another rabid fan trying to, you know, connect with Bernie and so on. It's not, it's, it's, that's not the way I act. You know, it's not the way I, I behave. Um, I mean, you got to respect people for um, for their time and their, their their contribution, right? So, and there are other people that want to talk to him. So, um, then the next time he came to Toronto again for the same the same thing, the same gallery. I unfortunately um, was heading to Las Vegas late that afternoon, and I was waiting at his hotel for him uh, to give him a copy of our of our magazine, actually. And he, he finally, I saw him come into the hotel and I finally said, here, listen, I'm sorry, I gotta go. And here's this, but he did sign my Captain Fantastic poster, uh, which, wow. which is kind of cool. So I have everybody uh, on that poster, except for Dee Murray, but Annette signed for Dee for me, uh, um, framed in my hallway of honor. Um, and then the last time I, I had a chance to talk to Bernie and his wife, uh, fantastic woman and just uh, just a very caring uh, people. 
um, was Elton's 70th birthday party in Los, in Los Angeles. Uh, there was a fundraiser. Um, you obviously had to pay to, had to contribute to the AIDS Foundation mm -hmm. um, to attend. Um, and uh, I got and I got a chance to talk to Bernie. I got a chance to talk to David Furnish. I talked to Bernie's wife Heather. I met their children uh, at this event. And um, again, just um, down to earth, you know, salt the earth people. And and um, and that's one thing I really, I really would like to like to really emphasize is they are everybody. The band, uh, Bernie, everybody is very. I said, like I said, down to earth. Like, yes. You don't, you don't see any. Like, any I am, I'm too good for you. I'm, you're not right. worth my time. Like you're just. Yeah. You know, you like, I'll see your album, but just. Yeah. That's it. Everybody like, is just, everybody is just so uh, approachable. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's one thing, you know, a lot of people don't, you know, some people are scared to even uh, see them and, and, uh, you know, they they appreciate the uh, the fans. Uh, yeah. Like the so they do. They really do seem like the band that really just from talking with John. Yeah. They seem like the band that they know. If it wasn't for you fans, we wouldn't be here right now. Yeah. Precisely. And we, <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't for you guys, if it wasn't for you buying our albums, buying our tickets, what would yeah. we be doing today? So. And and uh, going back to the band, you know, it's 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 one of the things like if you look listen to the album the union album which was studio musicians mm -hmm. and then you listen to wonderful crazy nights you get to see how much the band complements elton's music it doesn't overpower it doesn't you know come in with a lead or something like that to, to drown out the melody it's it's just enhances the god-given talent that elton has and and a lot of people don't uh, really see that they just see Elton they don't see anything else but when you listen to the two those two albums you'll see a big difference mm -hmm. in regards to mm -hmm. the pillars and things that are going on that the band put in that contribute to the the, the album and the sound so mm -hmm. I love the guys and it's terrific yes now you mentioned also you talked with Davy Johnstone for the uh, for the magazine has there been any other band member that you've had an interview with that has oh, really yeah. out, like that you've like if you could have like one interview or something like that. Uh, everybody. I mean, I talked. I talked to Matt. I I interviewed Bob Birch, um, Guy Babylon several times. Um, the only people I really haven't had a chance to sit down and talk to, even though other than when I've seen them in, at the shows, is uh, is Nigel and and uh, and Kim, and uh, and those. I know Kim. I, I actually emailed him recently and I said, do you want to do something? And he said, yeah, just, you know, send me the questions and, and uh, we'll, we'll do something. So I'll, I'll work on that. Um, obviously the big um, disappointment, I guess is a good way, is that Elton hasn't um, yeah. never um, agreed to do an interview, even though it's kind of been uh, it's kind of been alluded to over the years that yeah okay he'll 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 do one this year and then it, it just doesn't happen and um, so all the fans out there what I would love to do is get Elton to finally give us an interview for the 75th issue it'll be the last issue it'll be you know a, you know a, a chance for him and I to finally I've met him once 
Um, he knows who I am. He knows who I am because the band knows who I am. Um, but yeah, so let's put some pressure on Elton to give us East End Lights a uh, final yes. interview. <laughs> let's get pressure to get Elton on BuddyCast. That is That's our, all, yeah, 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 yeah. That is our dream. That is. Well, he's our, sitting at home. He's sitting at home working out at the gym, apparently. And uh, he looks. Good. I will admit, he looks great. Yeah, like he, he does. I think he needs, it's he's he taking this. He's taking this pandemic as the way it should, as a break, as just a, hey, yeah. I'm just relaxing. He's still doing work. Like, he's still, you know, he's still keeping in touch with the band members, as John told me and everything. But at the yeah. same time, he's not working himself to death. He's not, he's spending time with family. He's relaxing. He, I've seen, he's working on Rocket Hour, his own podcast. Yep. And he just, like, I've seen recent pictures of him, and he looks young. He looks healthy. He yeah, looks like he can go yeah. another round, you know? He looks really good. Yeah. And it's the difference compared to like, like I said, John told me like it was around sometime last year that he was almost working himself to death. Like he was, he was like really sick on one of the tours, maybe I yep. think in 2019, 2020 and just yep. was like, John was like, how are you still, yeah, yeah, he was like, how are you still going? How are you still doing this right now? Take a break or something. And he's like, nope, the fans need me. Yep. I can't do it. I'm, I got the show must go on. That's one of the, that's one of the things I remember, um, uh, Davey at, at one of the expos had mentioned this. He said, I know uh, Elton says this at every show, or how much he appreciates the fans and appreciates the, uh, you know, the, the support that he's gotten over the years, but sincerely, he truly means it. You know, uh, he knows that if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for us, he wouldn't be there. Right. And, and, um, and that, and I think that every artist says that, but I think that when he really, he really means it. And, yes. and um, you know, I know he tries to, uh, tries to accommodate everybody and, and uh, you know, be, be all things to all people. You can't, but you know, he, that's why he puts on such a great show. That's why he puts on, he has so much energy in his act. You know, it's just uh, because he knows he doesn't want to disappoint the people that are paid to see him. Mm -hmm. And that's the dip, but that's the difference though. It's not, he's not appreciative of you because you're feeding him money and you're just, you know, you're making his album sales go rock at high. He appreciates mm. because, like I said before, he knows if it wasn't for you, if it wasn't for people like you and me, if it wasn't for, you know, those mm -hmm. people, where would he be today? Like, what would he be doing? Yeah. Well, the magazine's been around for 25 years. So um, uh, I think he should, uh, I think he should finally uh, give the magazine and its supporters and its fans that interview that we're dying to get. So uh, hey, when you get when you get them, send them this way. Just <laughs> hey, I was on this really nice podcast, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you should just look it out. Mention exactly. John, you know. Yeah, but yeah, it's we're like this. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the rest of the guys, uh, like I said before, um, I, I've developed not only a respect for for what they do and and who they are, but I think it's developed also into a friendship and, yeah. and, you know, where I'll send them something, you know, and they'll respond to my emails, even though it's not mm -hmm. Elton related, you know, yeah. um, uh, you know, like when, uh, when Donald Trump got elected, I offered to, I offered to my house for sanctuary for any of the band members that wanted to come up and, and defect. Um, I knew you back then. Yeah, so it's it's uh, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, just going. but um, but they'll uh, you know they are they're very good about getting back to me. You know, and again, it's not 
because of, uh, you know, me being, when I say media, um, I tend to think it's more of, uh, okay, here's another great example. Um, the Toronto Raptors, when they won the championship a couple of years ago, um, Davey, uh, I don't know if he was at the game. He may have been. Anyway, so he was he was at the game, and and, uh, and then he, he I contacted him. He, goes, you know, he sent me an email saying, watching the Raptors win the championship during the game. And I said, okay. And, uh, and then afterwards, he sends me a message saying, I bought you a Toronto Raptors hat. A championship hat like why would you do that if it's just a media person mm-hmm. you know what i mean i mean it's it's something like that i, I when i was in la uh, last time i was in la you know john and i went out for dinner and and had a great time and you know i mean it's just it's just oh you know matt and i have had lunch and davy and i have had lunch and john and i have had lunch when they've come to toronto and we try and get together i've had davy davy over for dinner at my house you know yeah. and and so it's it's more of a um, like I said it's more of a, a friendship relationship that that's developed rather than just you know media only gets so far you know mm-hmm. so. you're dead right about them you know I when I had John on the show he mm-hmm. you know he talked for at least an hour mm-hmm. and yeah I it. yeah and then afterwards I said hey I don't mean to take up more of your time but can I can you meet someone really important to me just say hi to this person and right. He, my girlfriend afterwards i brought my girlfriend on the stream they chatted and i sent him a thank you note after i sent him a thank you and um i sent him a i sent him something else in the mail right and, um but i sent him a thank you email saying thank you so much i meant the world to us you know yeah. i hope we get to see you in concert i hope to just chat with you and he responded saying it was, i had a very nice time talking with you like it was yeah. very fun. it was, that was yeah. very that was a very good interview i liked how you 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 did that and you basically uh, got into uh, you know how he even got started playing drums. Yeah. You know, how his dad was a cop, and and you know they went to you know, like a, you know boys club or whatever it was. I mean that was yeah. that was pretty cool because a lot of people uh, just want to focus you know, on Elton, 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 Elton. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and it was it was very it was very it was very good. You did a great job. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Number one. And they were, you know I always I wanted to I wanted that interview to be him. I wanted it, I didn't want it, like I said, if I wanted to interview Elton, I would have just said like, hey, Elton, 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 Elton. But yeah, I wanted exactly. to do him because this is his show, just like you, you know? Yeah. I don't, like, I want this to be about us and like talking about our experiences with the band rather than, mm-hmm. hey, when's the last time you met Elton? Hey, when's the last time? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or something. Yeah. But yeah. just to figure out, because also there are aspiring people out here. Like the point of the show is to connect with people, like to say, hey, mm-hmm. um, Here's someone who is where you want to be one day. Yeah. Here's someone like here's someone who's writing a magazine for one of their fans. You know, right. here's someone who's doing something with their band and everything, right. rather than just there's someone who knows Elton John band members. Yeah, something. you know, it's it's uh, and there's and keep in mind that there is a very um, I have never asked any of the guys. Um, at all, even when I was in LA and 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 uh, John was there at this event and Nigel was there and so on, but I've never asked them to introduce me to Elton ever. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, you know, because for me that's kind of crossing the line. Yeah. Right. Um, 
I have been offered uh, tickets for shows. Um, uh, but the one thing on this last tour, from what I've been told on this goodbye tour, is that um, uh, that if 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 you want to, if anybody in the let's see, band or entourage want tickets for the show, you they still have to pay for them, mm. and then you kind of have to pay them. But it, there's a process involved for them, even for them to get tickets for a show. You know, at, at least on this tour. Anyway, because yeah. usually they're given comp tickets for family and friends in different yeah. cities, right? Like John, when he plays Cleveland, for example, or, or close to or Canton or wherever, um, I know he'll want some because he's got a lot of family there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, but on, on this particular tour, it's a little different because of the nature of the tour and it's. Yeah. And I know even if they, even if they like, the best I think they would ever give someone is like a discount. Like if they can't give you a, Contact they give you discount code or something like that. Well, um, that. or but, if you're or if you're lucky, you'll get a backstage pass. That's what I'm hoping and praying for. That's what <laughs> I'll sit in the balcony. I'll sit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you need the binoculars well, just to just to see the piano or something. But those wild and crazy days are over with. I mean, the backstage pass is basically access to uh, a suite where uh, friends and family. Um, you know, I'll hook up before the show. Um, I have never seen Elton backstage at, a, yeah. at one of the events. I've seen David Furnish, um, mm -hmm. you know, obviously in Toronto because he has a lot of family here, yeah. um, and uh, and and so on. But and you know, the guys usually come in and and say hello and and whatever. But um, it's basically just like a, a a sectioned off room that may have you know may have drinks and sodas and alcohol sometimes and so on but um it's basically just a just like a little you know house gathering yeah it turns out yeah. and it's you know what it's it's great um it's great that they uh um they come and um you know say hello and if they know you're there you know mm -hmm. you know they've got other people there too and you don't want to Again, yeah. back to what I said before, you don't want to monopolize your time, right? No, 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 no. So. no. And it would be nice just to meet those people, you know? It's not like we said, it's not all about Elton, 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 Elton. Like, it's not like, yeah, you're there to see Elton, but at the same time, yeah. like you said, well, the band adds that extra element. Yeah, exactly. But there is, there is a very, uh, uh, like I said, a very defined line where, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to push things. No. Um, and yeah. and um, you know because uh, you know the minute you do you know they'll stop returning your phone calls or your emails or whatever the case is and and um, you know so you, you got to treat them with respect and respect the position sure. they're in and not not take advantage of it you know exactly so like last time when Elton played Toronto um, you know I bought my tickets um, online like everybody else right at I remember it was like 500 bucks a ticket or whatever it worked out to be. Um, and, uh, you know, and I, I didn't sit there and say, hey, you know, hey, John, hey, Davey, can you get me this? Right. Um, because I understood the, that I don't want to do that all the time. Yeah. I use, I don't want to pull that string. Right. Um, but, you know, at the same time, you know, uh, Davey took me and a, uh, another uh, colleague out to lunch. Mm -hmm. 
right? And and you know that was that was great. And again, we didn't talk that much about Elton. It was just you know, yeah. And I guess like it's my more, friends. Yeah, like I like I said in the interview with John, it wasn't just no 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 no. It was you know hey yeah sure mentioned hey what's it like working with Elton? But at the same time, right. give a funny backstage story that you have. Oh me! Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah, backstage. Um. Well, this wasn't a backstage story. Um, oh man, funniest backstage story. Oh my gosh. Um, I'll, I'll give you a, a story that um, about Bob Perch. Again, it wasn't yeah. a backstage story, but it was one of the funniest things I'd ever, I'd ever heard. And um, apparently, um, uh, they were they were doing a, a U.S. tour, uh, sorry, European tour, and one of the people that was going to be opening for Elton on a few dates in, in on this tour was Courtney Love, and she was uh, on the plane and got intoxicated um, beyond anything you can imagine, and the airport security the the uh the plane crew said you know okay we're 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 kicking you out um we're you know we're gonna call the police and have you arrested and have you taken off the plane and, and all this well she just flew into a rage at that point and uh she had this large purse and and she throws the purse down on a seat where bob birch was sitting and she starts pulling things out and swearing and saying, I can't, I can't believe they're, they're escorting me off and they're going to arrest me. You know, they're calling the police to arrest me. And she goes, whatever should I wear? And Bob says, do you have anything with stripes? And it was absolutely hysterical. So, of course, she probably didn't get it. Um, but it's, I don't know if I had that many funny backstage stories. I know John and I, one time when, when I went to see the show in Vegas and I was uh, in the in the room after after the show was over and John had some friends in from, uh, from uh, Ohio. And uh, we spent two or three hours after the show in the, in the VIP lounge, just with them sharing stories about him and, and stuff. And I don't know how many bottles of wine or champagne or whatever it was that we drank uh, but it was quite a few and um and and i remember john saying to me i can't remember how many bottles we went through but he says don't worry you won't get a hangover i said okay the next morning i didn't i was i gotta i wish i'd remember what it was but uh, it was terrific so um, yeah but there were there were um i remember davy when they played ottawa which is where my 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 children live um and uh, I, they had played Toronto uh, a couple of days before that. And I, and for some reason, from where I was sitting anyway, which was only about 10 rows back, I couldn't hear Davy's guitar that well. And so I sent an email off to Davy saying, you know, I don't know what the, if the sound was messed up or whatever, but I couldn't really hear your guitar you know, on your solos that well. 
Well, it got through to um, to Matt Her, who is the sound guy, right? And um, and it and so in Ottawa, and of course the rest of the band knew about this email. But in Ottawa, I uh, I mentioned to um, like Davey and Matt, uh, Matt Bissonette and John were you know in the VIP room with me and my son and uh, and Matt says to me, well, what's this? this email you sent about the sound not being really well doing very you know sounding well and he goes you know you really hurt matt's feelings and i'm like oh my god right he goes he goes yeah he says he was really upset you know that you, that you were critical of his of his work and all that and i was feeling so bad right and then matt this net turns to john he says i think that's the first time i've ever seen him cry and I and that's that's when I said, okay, now I know you're bullshitting me because, yeah. right? Yeah. And I, go out, I go out and I talk to the sound guy, Matt Her, and, and I said, listen, I'm, I do apologize for that. He goes, no, no problem. You know, it's it was a big deal. And meanwhile, <laughs> the guys are behind the door snickering. But, you know? but, yeah, but these guys had me feeling like you know, I just I upset like you just destroyed someone's career. Like they just said, that's it, I'm done. You know, <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> oh man! I, I would feel so bad if you had missed the guitar solo first doing "I'm Still Standing." That's one of the best guitar solos out there. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, and you know, and and you know, his uh, Davy's riffs on on a lot of Elton stuff are really underappreciated. And um, yes, you know, I mean, everybody knows the Saturday Night Live and the Bitches Back, but you know, when you hear some other things that are thrown in, um, like for example, uh, I think it's. I think it's one of the songs on this, on this, uh, on the tour. I think they still do it, but they play uh, all the young girls love Alice, mm. and of course the opening to that is just incredible. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I remember when they played that in '92, and I mean, it, the minute I heard that opening riff, I was like, okay, I know what song this is. You know, and it's just, it's it's great. You really, he really is underappreciated. You don't see him ever listed as you know, under the best guitarists and so on. But um, he really, he really does uh, a tremendous job with, with everything he does, so. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Well, we've been talking about all about your buddies from the band. Okay. I gotta ask you, in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? Oh, wow. Um, well, let me, let me give you a shout out to the people, first of all, that have supported the magazine over the years, have, have been uh, just, a wealth of of friendship and, and knowledge and and so forth um that have helped me uh, gain a more appreciation for elton um and and you know you got you got people out there like uh david bodo who does who runs the eltonography website i mean uh, that website is incredible you know mm -hmm. um and uh and he and i i, I find something that that i think he doesn't have or doesn't know and we, we swap emails and say okay do you have this do you have that um um there the people that have started with the magazine and moved on to bigger and better things guys like uh, jim toronto who has a uh, his own elton show right mm. um, john higgins who looks after eltonjohn.com you know mm. he started writing it for the magazine years ago so wow i mean a lot of these people have parlayed that into bigger and better things in the what i would say the elton arena um 
Wayne Martin is another one who who uh, sends me I don't know how many emails a day on Elton news from all over the world. Um, but in regards to being a buddy, I think there's a there's um, there's a loyalty factor there. Um, there's uh, trust. I think is a big is a big issue or big thing to have. Uh, confidence, and I don't mean confidence like, hey, I can do anything. I mean like just keeping things in confidence, being being able to tell someone and not worry about where it's going to go. Um, and when you're dealing with people that, and that's just the the Elton entourage, but when you're dealing with anybody um, that's in a position like they are, um, you know, there are some things that are seen and said that aren't going to go they got to know it's not going to go anywhere when i was when i was interested in taking over the publication taking over the magazine um i didn't hear from from the previous owner for a couple of weeks and i was like what is that it turns out he was checking with the band he was checking with the uh, elton's published list he was checking to see whether or not i was some kind of you know crazed fan and uh, I have to, um, you know, I have to be um, thankful about that Bob Birch gave me a glowing, you know, recommendation. And, and um, because I'd known Bob, you know, for at least 10 years before that. So, you know, and I'd met the guys and, and I had kind of, they knew who I was and what type of person I was prior to this. And, uh, and, you know, they said, oh, yeah, we know it's not going to go anywhere. You know, no, not you know, whatever we say or do or whatever, um, you know, and because uh, sometimes they'll say, okay, this is off the record. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, no problem. So, uh, but, yeah, I mean, but, again, like I said, it's, it's, uh, it's a matter of, of um, just also being there for them as well, you know. Um, 100%. Yeah, it's, it's – my favorite, <clears throat> I know you're probably going to ask this, my favorite interview mm -hmm. was, um, I mean, I've, I've interviewed the guys and and, um, and so on, but my favorite, and you know, a lot of people um, over the years, but my favorite interview was Neil Sedaka. Mm. And I'd been, I was a fan of Sedaka even before, you know, he hooked up with Elton in the mid seventies. And, um, and I, I, he was playing a casino north of Toronto, and I decided I, I want to go interview him. And so I contacted his media rep, and we went through all the jumped all the hoops, and I got a chance to. They booked off a, a suite for us, and uh, sat down with him, and, and that was like ninety minutes. And I was asking him obviously about different things in his career. I read his biography. You know, I know he'd played on this stuff. And I said to him, um, you performed, I said, I was watching a TV show recently and there was a song that was performed on the show. And I said, I have a pretty good ear for these things. I said, that sounds like, I remember thinking to myself, that sounds like something Neil Sedaka would write. And he says to me, well, what's, what show was it? I said, it was the Partridge family. And he goes, oh my God, I did write a song for them. But, and I was asking him questions about stuff that he had completely forgotten about. He had played on Nigel's album. He had done this. And after, and it, so it was really, really a great interview. And, um, and I remember um, 
when he left uh, with someone from the hotel that took him back up to his suite and I was getting my stuff together and he um, and I came I came out and I got in the elevator and the woman that had just taken him up was in the elevator coming back down and I, I got in and I said oh that was terrific I really really enjoyed talking to him and she said yeah he said boy that guy really did his research and I thought excellent because those are the kinds of things that you want to hear that, yeah. they're, that they're gonna they're gonna stick out it's not just a typical media interview right um, and I felt it made me feel so good that that he he acknowledged that that this is this guy really knew his stuff and and you know, so if you're going to be doing interviews like this, know you, know, yep. you got to know your stuff, right? And uh, but yeah, so and it's and again, it's not it's all about Elton, right? It's, mm -hmm. Get to know them. So. Exactly, exactly. Know your stuff. Know John Mahon before you reach out to him and go, "Hey, aren't you the? Aren't you the guy on the buddy cast? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> know that. Know, know yeah. who they are, and it it helps incredibly. Like just. But it also helps to learn about them too. It helps to learn, like, hey, what got you into drumming? Like, what, what, what was the soldier? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, it's actually there's one. There's a really there's a funny story with John and Bob, because um, when when uh, uh, Bob Birch was known, um, you know, for working all the time, he mm -hmm. in the studio when he wasn't touring. You know, he'd go to, he'd play in bars, he'd play with house bands, you know, he'd do, you know, weddings and whatever there was. And uh, so one time when, again, when they weren't touring, um, Bob was asked to perform at a wedding uh, with this, this band that I guess knew him and he knew, and he asked John to join them. So John and, and Bob are part of this wedding band, right, performing at a, at a at the uh, the banquet, if you will. Well, surprising to them, Elton was one of the guests invited to the wedding. And so they're going, oh my God, Elton's here, right? John's trying to hide behind his drums so Elton can't see him. And Bob's trying to hide behind the lead singer so Elton can't see him. And then apparently sometime during the night, Elton looks at the band and goes, What's my band doing up on stage? Right. <laughs> <laughs> they're like they're trying to avoid it at all costs, right? What am I got to do? Down here, like this, like yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I need a hat. Yeah, it's just like this, sunglasses. Like, it's yeah. like this, like he's got the whole like the face down, like you know, like yeah. when you put someone in an alley. Exactly. exactly. Like, what's my band doing on stage uh, so i would have got if i had heard that i would have died laughing like i would have uh, just it was just it was too funny here i heard it from bob and, and actually one of the one of the saddest interviews i did was with bob's and you can actually go to the website and download the, this issue was when i talked i talked to um um shell birch um uh, a couple of years ago and we did an interview um and it was it was uh, it was gut wrenching because of the pain and the injuries that he suffered in that car accident, and yet he still mm. toured, um, and uh, and just you know what he was dealing with, 
the last few years of his life. It, it was it was mind blowing. Like I can't I can't believe that he was dealing with that. But I do have to tell you another story about him. What was mm -hmm. um, uh, I guess you know about him being hit by the truck in in Montreal in 1995, and he got sent flying through the air, um, and he landed on the pavement. Mm. And um, and there's okay. I got to backtrack. There's a um, guitarist in the industry by the name of Nathan East, mm -hmm. who uh, basically is if if you can't have a bass player or something happens, then you bring this guy in, you know. Yeah. And you know, like every other musician, he tries to hang on for the rest of the tour or whatever it was. And um, so, so Bob gets hit by this truck, and he's laying on the pavement. And Davey comes up to him, right? And he's laying there. And first thing Bob says, whatever you do, don't get Nathan East. It's like, don't bring this guy in to replace me, right? I'll be back, right? Um, and, you're, not, you're sitting there, like, standing there like. Exactly. You're sitting there like, don't even know if you're going to be able to walk again, but you're worried about yeah. who's going to replace you in the band. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. He was just. He was just. Or Davey's even better. Davey's thinking. Well, I just saw you get ejected from a vehicle. Go yeah. at least five miles down the road, and you're worried about who's yeah. And I was in. I was in Montreal when that when all that went down. And I meant. I remember meeting the guys at the hotel and the bar afterwards, and and uh, and talking to to Guy and Davey, and 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 Guy was. I mean, Guy. I remember one time we were my friend Mark and I were backstage. And Guy was sitting and we were having dinner because there's a buffet there. And a guy sits down at our table and uh, my friend Mark says to him, do you ever get to a point where you forget what the next chord is? And Guy's like, yeah, I do. He goes, so Mark says, well, if it happens, we'll tell you. We'll yell it out to you what the next, what the next note should be, right? It's an A, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember Guy talking to him one time, and he, and he was asking about this band called the Mahavishu Orchestra, mm -hmm. and um, and that he had lost his copy of one of their albums. And a couple of weeks later, I find a copy of, of this album, but on CD, and I send it to him. And he sends me an email. He says, you know, thanks, thanks for sending me the record or, or the CD, and, and I appreciate it. And uh, it's great listening to the album again. Says next time I'll tell you I need a new Mercedes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's one of the things that guys really do have is a vicious sense of humor. They yes. really, really do. Even, They're very I've even heard quick. Elton has a huge sense of humor himself. Like mm -hmm. I uh like John told me a story of how it was like someone had these pair of had this pair of boots. If you go listen to the interview, someone had a pair of boots mm -hmm. and they were just left unattended, which to Elton is an open invitation to whose boots are those? Oh, those are so close. Hand me those berries over there. <laughs> <laughs> or there was another time they got into like a food fight in the back, or they've gotten into like apparently multiple food fights in the yeah. stage. And like, I think someone threw a bag of chips at John and he just goes whack. So you know what that leads to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And like, to this day, I still don't know how we got out of that situation. <laughs> and I just told him, here's how it happened. Here's how it happened, basically. Would you like an autograph from Elton by chance? <laughs> and he's like, you're probably right. There was, there was actually, and they're, they're very accommodating 
um, when I've had, uh, for example, I had an Elton Expo and, um, uh, you know, they've signed things for people and, and, um, and I had one where I was auctioning off items that people donated for the AIDS foundation. And one of them was the box set of the diving board. Not my, not one of my favorite albums, but, uh, Davey offered to get Elton to sign it. Right. So sure enough, after the show that night in Vegas, you know, Davey met with me and said, here you go. And gave me the back. And, you know, we, we auctioned it off for, I think it went for, you know, a couple of thousand dollars anyway. Um, and that's one of the things that, um, uh, the guys are really good about. I, I, that Captain Fantastic poster I was telling you about earlier, the only person I did not have signatures you did not have because it's really hard to get a, get in touch with them was Ray Cooper. And so I, I had it backstage one time and John asked me, Oh, what's that? And I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm not sure where I'm sitting. I was hoping to get Ray to sign this or whatever. He goes, okay, give it to me. He took it back. Ray signed it, brought it back to me. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's just, they're, they're, they go above and beyond to the people that are, are, uh, are worth it, I guess is a good word. Yes. And even if they were, even if they were, if someone like I've seen, I just saw a video the other day of a crazy fan, probably intoxicated or probably just, you know, when you're in it, when you're at an Elton concert, your emotions are just like, but she ran on stage and she was about to get dragged up by security. But instead of Elton pushing her away and going like, get out of here, you know, don't touch me. Don't do anything. He stops, he stops security because he's like, wait, wait, he gives her a hug and then he lets her be escorted off. Oh, Yeah, that'd be a different story if it was a guy. In Ottawa yeah. a few years ago, somebody got jumped up on the stage and actually sat down on Elton's piano stool beside him. Mm-mm. And some, uh, I can't remember if it was one of the roadies or security or someone, uh, grabbed the guy and just tackled him to the floor and basically threw him down the stairs. You know, it was like, what the hell do you think you're doing? Um, there are... You know, and keep in mind that everybody in, in let's say, the Elton family is very aware of, is very uh, conscious of it. And, and they know his voice. Uh, yeah, they, they kind of want to know. Uh, and this, this is a little difficult to explain, but the wall is up almost immediately. What do you want from me? Right? Mm-hmm. Do you want to meet Elton? Do you want tickets? Do you want this? Do you want that? Um, you know, like, why are you trying to befriend me? Um, and you know, keep in mind that would be with anybody, yes, in, in a, a famous in a position like that. There's got to be a gate there, yes, um, and I and you know, you got to respect that. Um, but the uh, I remember one time at an Elton Expo in Cleveland, um, there was one person that was, uh, I'd say, a little over the top, um, and they showed the uh, documentary Tantrums and Tierras at that expo. And Caleb Quay was, was one of the guests there. And uh, they said, and when the when it was over, Caleb said, that's it. That's exactly what Elton is like, right? And this woman just went, oh, oh my God, and walked out of the auditorium. It was like, she didn't want to hear that. But Caleb's message was, Elton is not God. He's a person just like, you like know, he's got, you know, he's not, 
you know, he's not going to give you a miracle, you know, it's, but he's got feelings. He's got emotions. He's got, right, exactly. He's this person like you and I are. And yeah. you know, some people have him way out there. You know, some people have him on a pedestal. Some people are going to, instead of going to bed at night and yeah. saying their prayers, they're praying, please let me meet Alton. Please let yeah. me, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah. thank you so much for giving us, um, yeah. Captain Fantastic, thank you so much for giving us Yellow Brick Road or something. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's, you know what, and, and I'm, I'm not sure about you, but for me, I can look, uh, I can look at his body of work, his music, and at different episodes and events in my life, there has always been an Elton song that I could go to, whether I'm to. happy, whether I'm sad, whether I'm going through a death in the family, whatever, whatever it is that you know life throws at you. And I guess that's probably the the, the biggest uh, part for me in regards to being an Elton fan is that his music has been the soundtrack to my life. You know, yes. it's always been there, and and it's always soothed me. It's always made me feel good. You yes. Know? And and um, the classic example, my friend Mark, um, who lives in Virginia, um, uh, I met him at an Elton Expo, and. Uh, he's become my, my closest friend. And uh, at the time, his dad was was um, um, dying from cancer. And his father had passed away. Uh, and at that time, Believe had just hit the charts. Right? And so for him and I, that song reflected exactly what he was going through at that time. And I can I can give you countless countless stories like that. My brother passed away, um, and I just a month after I'd come back from New York to see Elton on the the one night only shows, um, and my brother passed away a month later. The album, the live album, one night only came out the week that I was preparing for the funeral and everything, and you know. I got into a zone, you know, like I'm just, I just have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this. And all of a sudden, I put that CD in my car, Daniel comes on, I have to pull over to the side of the road and grieve, because it was just, at that time, in that moment, that's what I needed to do, you know, and there are countless stories for, for me and other fans that reflect the exact same thing. And I think that that's, um, I think that's what Elton appreciates. You know, yes. And and um, I hope that that he understands that a lot of people feel that way. That's yes. Regards to his hit, work, he does. So you hit the nail on the head with his music. Like just there's always something you can relate to. Like mm -hmm. I reference it all the time. Mm -hmm. I am I'm a huge fan of the song. I'm still standing. Mm -hmm. Especially, I really loved how you, you would appreciate this Rocket Man movie. Mm -hmm. I love the remake of that song. That was, <laughs> the message behind it. I know it wasn't the true 100% message. Like I know yeah. he wasn't singing it as he was as he was you know walking out of rehab and everything like mm -hmm. that. But just going from having your life almost in shambles, like having your you know being at some of the lowest points of your life, yeah, and then coming back, making this comeback, saying mm -hmm. I'm still standing, I'm still yeah. here, but I'm yeah. not only standing, I'm doing better than I ever did, yeah. looking like a true survivor, feeling like a little kid. Have and you then, read his biography? Yeah, I'm still reading it. I'm on the last few chapters, so don't spoil anything. Okay. 
I'm on the part where he he's met David. He um, I'm at the part. I believe the, one of the last chapters I read was the part where he did a tour with I think um, Tina Turner. Yes, yes. And then the band was all That's like, "That's still standing." That's the part I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. The band's like, "What's wrong with her?" Or he's like, "What's wrong with her?" And then the band's like, "Oh, you'll see." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll see. Yeah, you'll see. You're like, we're not gonna tell you, dude. You're But yeah, that was, you know, you're right. They have those songs, even in the autobiography. Like he says things. Like he says, like, no, I didn't. You know, create, or create Rocket Man when I was going through a suicide attempt. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Or I'm, yeah, someone. But said it's it. that message. It's that message of like, you know. It's going to be a long, long time. Maybe you're not the man we think you are at home. Yeah, Maybe, yeah. You're better. Maybe you're a rocket man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually have a joke about that song real quick. My sisters, I was watching Rocket Man one day downstairs, and my mom walks by and she goes, my, you know what? He kind of looks like your sister's ex. <laughs> and I, go, I respond with, looks like, acts like, dresses like, same thing. <laughs> then that got me thinking. I'm like, I could create something out of this. I'm a practicing stand-up comedian. So I'm thinking okay. to myself, you know, what if, this guy owns a Tesla. <laughs> so I'm thinking of the song Rocket Man right now because it was at that scene when she told me that. Oh. It was at the pool scene. And I'm like, you know what? I could create something out of this. Like, it's going to be like the other day I hijacked his Tesla. I hijacked his Tesla. And I still have a Lamborghini. Yeah. I hijacked the car. And I said, take that, Rocket Man. I'm burning out your fuels out here alone. That's right. I think it's going to be a long, long time before you get your car back tonight. Yeah, he's exactly. Not, he's not the man you think he is at home. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. He's a Rocket Man. Yeah, and he left on a rocket. Um, uh, one, Actually, you know, when I first saw that movie, I, I saw it. It's really weird. The first time I went to the theater to see that, to see the Rocket Man movie, um, I went as a, as a, as an kind of an autobiographer type of, uh, mm-hmm. like, you know, and I said, no, that, that's not how he got his last name. No, that's not what happened. And I yeah. saw so many different things that we know. Yeah. Don't like, the like, like the scene at the Tribidor. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. He plays a song that hadn't been written for another three years. Yeah. Um, but you know, even the even his last name John, you know, they say you got it from John Lennon in the movie. Well, that's not true either, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, but then the second time I went to see it, I went to see it kind of as a fan and and recognized, okay, this is his. It's got his hand all over it. It's his, you know, way he wants to portray things. Yeah. So, I mean, there was a lot of there was a. Uh, so when you look at it that way, it, it was a good. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like we said, I remember yeah. asking Davey what he, what he thought about the Rocket Man movie, and all he said was no comment. John said he liked it. John said like, yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah. I think that's what he said about it. But yeah, you're, and, but you're right. You know, a lot of things like that's not how it happened. That, but it's more the message behind it. Yeah. Like it's more of like when he goes to the Tribune. Yeah, he didn't have Crocodile Rock when he had it, right. but. You know, Crocodile Rock's one of his most upbeat songs, like one of his most, like, you know, and he started out, like, he started out all nervous in the beginning. Like, he started out, like, I remember. 
and, and then, then I'll the song just mind that what they the reason I think that they did it that way was that they were trying to capture the excitement that was happening yes that night performances and yeah it's you know it's 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 filmed over the top and 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 so on but keep in mind that it's hard to recreate something that special right mm. and uh, specifically in for him and his life because i mean that's what catapulted him right the reviews mm -hmm. and, the, and the and so on and you know it's it, it's hard to to recreate that like i said um mm -hmm. one thing i did want to um acknowledge and and i know elton does this too is uh, as much as i love elton's music i'm actually more of a lyrics person mm -hmm. and Bernie and the way he structures things and the way oh. he says and tells a story and the words he uses and that's just even a little play on words. It, it, I've always been amazed. Every single album, there's a line I can pick out uh, that just hits me, you know, it, or even a simple thing like in the album, um, the captain and the kid. And he talks about, um, I think it was, I think the song is Tinderbox. He talks, a wind of change blew across our sails. Okay. Now, if you look at the lyric, you, you hear the word, and you say, oh, that's referring to a boat and sails. You look at the lyric, it's spelled S-A-L-E-S. -E wind of change blew across our sails. In other words, all of a sudden, something happened, and our sails weren't happening anymore. Right? And and I'm like, wow, that's clever. Right? Um, when the, um, oh, it's the other song. There's another song. Um, on that album, oh, wow. Um, uh, Lost it on the wind, and and he talks about um, um, in cold water. I went fishing in warm seas. I cast a line. I thought the heart I was reeling in was perfect at the time. I mean, it's just he has a way of just saying things. That are just, I'm, I'm like, wow. Yeah, I, I'm always amazed uh, by almost anything he writes. And and uh, it just, every album, there's something that, that comes out. You know, when the, the thorn in the side, thorn on the rose is a thorn in your side. You know, like that type of image. He's great at, at portraying uh, an emotion with a word or an image with, a, with, with, his, with his words as well. And it just, I mean, the the guy's brilliant, and and um, yes. it, it just amazes me. He, even their new, even their new song, "I'm Gonna Love Me Again." Yeah, like check in on my very best friend. You're right. You gotta check in on yourself before you can be a friend to other people. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Gotta, it's, he's he's yeah. I mean, he just you know, it just even when he did his solo stuff, he did stuff with uh, with the band called I put a band together called Farm Dogs. You know, and uh, I don't know if you you've heard those albums, but um uh, if you get your hands on them because it's bernie's it's bernie's band right but mm -hmm. it, it is just uh i don't know I, I can't say enough about the words of, of of what he what he puts down and how he says it um you know and it uh say for something in that album um even looking up from wonderful crazy night you know the, mm -hmm. The view is better second time around. You know, it's it's just like you know, 
I'm, I'm feeling better about myself and I have a second chance at this. You know, it's just, just something like that. It's something as simple and it, it just, uh, it really hits me. And I've always, I've always been a big fan of, uh, of, of, of Bernie's writing. Just, you know, I'm, go I'm going through his solo albums right now of uh, like Tribe and He Who Rides a Tiger and that type of stuff. And, you know, I posted Citizen Jane, right? Which was a great song. So, um, Anyway, Bernie. Bernie is. Um, is yes. Terrific. Bernie's Bernie's one of the ultimate buddies, you know. Yeah, he's 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 just you know in that relationship, you know the 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 kismet between the two of them, but also the um, the the hand of fate that got them together is an incredible story. You know, oh, it's just it's just like here, take this envelope and see what you can do with it. I mean, it could have been anything, right? And, mm -hmm. it just, and it just went from there. So, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it's just it's just amazing that the career that they've they've had together. Yes, and the movie portrayed that well. Like even through yeah, his lows, even through you know his suicide attempt, his drug addiction, his like, there was Bernie right next to him. Yeah, the entire yeah. time he never was. And it's 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 interesting because I just when you look at that movie, and you see. <laughs> You see how Bernie's portrayed. I mean, frankly, he put up with a lot of shit from Elton, right? Mm -hmm. And it's still, and it goes back to what I said before. There's loyalty. There's a trust there. There's, you know, um, there's, there's a brotherhood there. there. Yeah, and and uh, that that kind of supersedes everything else. It's like that's that's the core of it. That there we're brothers and we're family and we're sticking together, right? So, yes. Yeah. Yes. Great film. Yep. righty. Now I want to ask you. If you could have our audience donate to one charity of your choice, what would it be and why? Wow. Um, well, obviously the Elton John AIDS Foundation. Um, the magazine uh, has been a supporter of that for many, many years. Um, and as a matter of fact, someone at one of our expos one time, uh, this was after uh, Bob had passed away, but one of our uh, people that attended the expo um, contributed, uh, gave a $10,000 donation to the AIDS Foundation in Bob's name. So, um, but you know, it's, that would probably be the, the, the primary one anyway, that I would, mm -hmm. I didn't think about other ones, but that'd be the primary one. Yep. We have a monthly, we have a monthly charity that we do here called Buddy Aid. Okay. Yeah. Well, we base it off of Life Aid, you know, but um, it's, we I have a group of performers, a group of magicians who this show everything, and they're these are top guys. Like these are guys that I trust in my life. Yeah, and uh, we pick a every month. We do a virtual buddy cast, but we do it as a performing show. And every month we choose a different cause. And right now, I've presented them with three options. They're all voting on it right now because I want them to have enough. Kind of like what Elton does with his band. He wants his band to have the say. Right. And one of them is the Elton John's Age Foundation. So I definitely agree with you on that too. there is there is one other person i do want to acknowledge i know i'm we're no go ahead go ahead, go ahead. Time here. um there's a guy that ha has done a lot of work with the band uh mm -hmm. he's kind of he's davy's uh alternate elton um and it's adam chester in uh in california um and what happens is adam is because elton hates to rehearse so adam is the guy that comes in and rehearses with the band because Elton hates doing it. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I don't know if you remember, there was a Grammy salute to Elton a couple of years ago, a Grammy Award salute. They did a TV show, and Adam was the piano player with the band on that show. But um, he is he's a terrific guy. Um, he, uh, during this whole COVID thing, would take his keyboard and speakers out onto his street where he lived and perform for his neighbors and raise and you know basically pass the hat around or you know raise funds for a different charity every single week um and he's a he's a he plays at the i want to say it's called the sunset marquee hotel in california um but he is he is he's also got a wicked sense of humor but he um uh, he's someone that the band relies on and Elton relies on too to to uh, kind of keep things together because you know Elton hates hates rehearsing and they need someone to be on the piano and Adam is is um, a tremendous piano player. Yeah, I'm still on. I'd love to meet him one day. Yeah, he. I I actually when I was in LA, I was hoping to get together with him, but um, our the schedules didn't happen. And um, but yeah, he's. Um, yeah, he, he's he's a pretty funny guy. I really enjoy chatting with him online. Yes. I got two more questions for you. Sure. The first one is for anyone out there who isn't familiar with the magazine or anything mm -hmm. like that, where can we find it? Okay. Um, when I took it over, I had subscribers um, mm -hmm. and around the world, and I would print hard copies of it and mail them out. That got to be extremely expensive, uh, not only from a printing standpoint, but from a postage standpoint because 75% of the subscribers were outside of Canada. Mm -hmm. so, um, so now you can go to, if you Google East End Lights Zero, so East End Lights and the numbers and the letters, the number zero, dot Wixsite, W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com. And it'll take you to our website, go to the downloads section and you can actually download uh, probably the last four or five issues. Um, and also you can, um, on that site, on the downloads page, there are two publications, two issues that we did for uh, uh, tribute issues. I did, we did for Bob Birch and, and one for uh, Guy Babylon as well. So Ooh, um, nice. yeah, that, and that, um, you can, plus, you can get the, the last issue that we put, which I think is the interview with Michelle, too. So, um, but yeah, uh, towards the end of, probably towards the end of this year, we're in the currently in the process of, because uh, there's a lot of hard copies, so I'm scanning them, um, and then I'll get them to be available online, and people can, you know, purchase them per issue or the entire thing. Probably at the 75th issue, we will be offering all of them on a DVD or CD format and and um, and go from there. So um, again, these are all stuff that's happening in the background that, yeah. <laughs> that I got to get to work on. So yeah, that's awesome. And now it's time for what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. Okay. Which is for anyone out there who wants to do something like what you're doing, like mm -hmm. start, uh, you know, like you didn't start it, but you know, just continue yep. on a fan magazine or yep start something where they can create all these connections like what you and me are doing right now or what you know you've done with the band yeah. what's your advice to them um probably the first thing would be 
um, be honest, you know, with yourself and be honest with the people that uh, you're writing about or you're, you need who's ever help you need. Um, if you're truly committed to what you want to do in, in doing a, a magazine or doing even a blog or, or anything like that, um, there's got to be that, um, that sense of uh, more of a labor of love than trying to make money off of it. Um, and people will sense that. People will, will identify with that. Um, and if you are able to, you know, kind of sail those waters, um, and just be upfront with people and they'll see your commitment. They'll see what you want to do. They'll see who you are as an individual. Um, and then they'll want to help you. But if you go in thinking, uh, what's in it for me? Um, it's not going to fly. People are going to see that. And, um, you know, even like, for example, when I took over the publication, I, I, uh, I had subscribers, I have subscribers. Um, and I mean, there was a fee to get the magazine, right? Uh, I did that. I, I had renewals and all that stuff the first couple of years. And I said, you know what? I don't, you know, it's, it, it was breaking even. I wasn't making a lot of money on it. Um, but I still do it now and people can get it online. And, you know, but because I know what they want, they're fans just like me. Uh, they know my heart's in it. Um, and I don't charge for it. So, you know, and and I think that people respond to that, and they'll be they'll be the um, like I said, I have some loyal loyal people that have just still contact me saying, "Can I get back issues?" <laughs> you know, um, because some of the interviews were just tremendous. You know, uh, and there, there's Gus Dudgeon interviews in there that that uh, tell a lot about the recording sessions, right? There's uh, Nigel interviews in there that that. You know, he talks about, you know, when Elton fired him in D, you know, and how heartbreaking that was and so on. Um, and these, um, again, these aren't the stories you're going to get from, not to slam it, but ElvinJohn.com. They're just going to say, you know, what they want you to, what they want you to know. Um, whereas, you know, the fans want to know a little bit more. So yeah. I think just being, being honest with yourself and, and, and know that, you know, not in it for, your own your own self-interests so yeah 100 great advice <laughs> thank you yeah but thank you so much for being a buddy here on buddy cast it was a pleasure yeah. talking to you pleasure talking with the steely fan as always uh hello Ellen john fan is that as well and when is when is elton playing in around you um he's scheduled to come in hershey in march or april of 2022 the key would do is scheduled though you know That'll be, that'll be that'll be that'll be soon either before or after he plays toronto because i think that's uh that's if i'm gonna have an expo it's gonna be around the same time yeah i'll keep you posted on how things progress on that way too oh absolutely we'd love to hear about it we'd love to find more on your magazine and everything so yeah keep in touch man. they can go to the website like i said and, yeah and they can uh, download issues and my contact info is there too they can just flip me yeah Absolutely. And stick them out for me. We'll chat for a minute. Okay. Cool. But for all my buddies out there, this is my new buddy, Kevin Bell. Look for his magazine. And I got one favor to ask you before we end the show. 
go be someone's buddy today. Okay, I will. Thank you. You too. For all my buddies out there, we'll catch you next time here on BuddyCast. Well, the days are going fast. Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone fast. Buddy, buddy, tune in to BuddyCast. Don't feel like it could make it, buddy. Here on BuddyCast.